Hello there, this is A.D. Robles, and you're listening to A.D. on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Alright, well, I normally uh, don't do this, but I know there's a lot of very sensitive people out there. Not necessarily in this audience, but I, I have a feeling that uh, people outside of this audience might uh, hear this episode, if you know what I mean. So, trigger warning. <laughs> this one is going to trigger... Uh, people if they listen to it. Probably just the title will uh, trigger people. But uh, what I want to talk about today is the, uh, the, the, the public ritual lynching of ex-officer Derek Chauvin. Ex-police officer Derek Chauvin has been ritualistically lynched at this point, figuratively of course. Um, and the reality is that the church is complicit in it. This is the color of compromise. This is the church's abject complicity, 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 complicity in sin, in sin, in mass hysteria, in mob vigilante justice. This is the crowd calling out for blood uh, against God's commands. And I, and I, and I, and I want to make sure that I set the stage properly here. And I want to talk to you about a few different things, because um, at the end of the day, um, a Christian is called to love, right? We have to love uh, our neighbor. We have to love our enemy. And these things are really hard, but I think it gets a little bit easier when you realize what love really is, because I think we've got this idea that our enemies, what we have to do is somehow, some way, conjure up affections towards them. And we need to feel like we like ishy squishy because you know at the end of the day we've we've kind of merged the idea of love in with these butterflies in our tummy tum you know and and so if we don't feel the butterflies in our tummy tum well that's not really love and really butterflies in your tummy tum has not much to do with love there's affections there and there's and that's part of love in many instances like i love my children i absolutely love my children yeah the other day my child you know, my my wife and I were having a disagreement, and we raised our voices. And my son reminded me about God uh, calling us to be gentle and patient with each other, and was cried. You know, you know what I mean. Um, you know, I love my kids, man. I love my wife. I've got feelings towards them, um, but love is primarily how you treat someone. It's about uh, treating your enemies. When you, when God says to love your enemies, it's not so much about getting the butterflies in your tummy tum. No, it's about treating them according to God's law, treating them fairly. And just because somebody is your enemy, just because you hate their guts, you know, because they're your enemy, doesn't mean you get to treat them contrary to God's law. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? So it's it, it becomes a little bit easier to love your enemy when you realize it's really more about your actions towards your enemy. And, 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 and let me just get something, you know, up front here. Derek, ex-police officer Derek Chauvin, it is very difficult to have any sympathy towards him. It's very difficult to have any sympathy towards him, even just the image. Even if you never watched the video, but you heard about it, you've seen the picture for sure of this beast kneeling on someone's neck. You've seen the picture of this beast kneeling on someone's neck, and you've heard what happened, even if you haven't watched the video. So it's very difficult to have sympathy or love towards Derek Chauvin. But if you're a Christian, you are 
required to love Derek Chauvin. That does not mean you have to have butterflies in your tummy tum. What it does mean, though, is that you need to treat him according to God's law. And God's law in these instances is very particular because this is a very serious situation that we find ourselves in, that that, 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 that officer and that man and those other officers as well. They, they, they found themselves in a very serious situation and God was very careful to tell us what we ought to do. You, you know what I mean? And so it's very, it's very difficult to have sympathy for Derek Chauvin. And the reality is, Christians, we need to understand we don't know anything about Officer Derek Chauvin. The other day, somebody told me, well, Derek Chauvin had uh, 18 or 20, something like that, like 20, uh, you know, uh, complaints against him for brutality. And it was, you know, every color of the spectrum, black, white, brut- he's just a brutal guy. That's, that's what this person wanted me to, to, to take from this. And I didn't question him because he, this person was just emoting and I didn't, it was really no point in, in, in questioning him. But to me, it's like, well, you know, when you think rationally about that, and someone says, well, he had 20 instances of police brutality in his record. Well, you need more information to know what that means, because I don't know what that means. I'm not saying that it means anything here. But what I'm saying is I need more information, because if it comes out that like most officers have 50 complaints against them for police brutality and Chauvin only had 18 or whatever it was, well, Derek Chauvin seems like he has some restraint. All of a sudden, when you get more information, or if it comes out that most police officers have zero complaints against them, then all of a sudden it looks like they had a problem on their hands with Derek Chauvin. But the reality is, like, so few of us have any information about who this guy was. And not that that really matters, but we need to understand that there's always more to every story. And so this is why God's law is so genius. It doesn't allow you to lynch someone. And Derek Chauvin is being lynched right now. This is, this is a situation where every person and their mother has condemned Derek Chauvin without having the information. Like what, when, when you see the video, right, you need to be able to, 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 to say, okay, how do I love Derek Chauvin? Well, we have to go according to God's law here. So the first thing we need to figure out is how did this man, George Floyd, how did he die? How did he die? And you might say to me, well, AD, it's obvious how he died. Look, Derek Chauvin was on his neck. He said, I can't breathe. And then he was dead. That's how he died. And I'm like, no, but but the thing is like, like that's not how our law system works. And that's also not necessarily how God's law system works because we need to figure out what caused his death. Like in other words, um, you know, was there something underlying there that caused his death? That actually does matter. Now, it doesn't necessarily matter as far as how who's held responsible for his death, because ultimately, I certainly believe it certainly looks to me like he should be responsible for his death. But the details actually do matter here, because in God's system, we have different kinds of homicide and that's why you know american system has different kinds of homicide no homicide is good okay no homicide is good in the grand scheme of things but there's a difference between first degree murder there's a difference between manslaughter and third degree manslaughter and involuntary manslaughter and and this is all stuff that's patterned at least allegedly it should be patterned after the law of god because even in god's system there was difference in different kinds of homicide 
You understand what I'm saying? So we need to actually, the details actually do matter, at least they should matter, if you love Derek Chauvin and want to avoid lynching him. Because when you lynch somebody, it's essentially like mob vigilante justice deciding on somebody's fate with or without legal proceedings. I mean, it could be you had a legal proceeding, but then the mob just takes over and goes, you know, goes crazy. Uh, or the mob actually influences the legal proceeding, which is also a no-no according to God's law. Or there is no legal proceeding. And, and the reality is that Christians, if we're going to love our enemy. And we don't even know if Derek Chauvin is our enemy now. Like that's that's something that we need to determine as well. Like we can't just assume things because we saw a video. If we're going to love our enemy, though, even if he was abjectly our enemy, we have to love him. We have to treat him according to God's law. We must resist the urge to lynch him. You know, let me let me illustrate this in a couple different ways. I'm going to bring the Bible into this at the end, but but I want to talk about a, a movie trope. And we've seen this movie so many times where where we have a villain and we have a hero. And there's this 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 story that's played itself out a lot of times where the villain is just kind of, you know, mayhem and chaos personified. And it's just like he just doesn't care. He'll kill anybody. He doesn't care at all because he's the villain. You know, that's the villain. And then to stop that villain, the hero oftentimes has to do things that are morally questionable. And then we always cheer when the, the hero holds their integrity. Like they have an opportunity to murder the villain. But then they stop short of murdering the villain and they say, no, you're going to jail. You're going to face justice because the, we all understand the reason why we cheer that is because we all understand that, that though this guy is pure evil, it's not justice to kill someone or to, or, to, or to hurt someone without a trial, without establishing the facts first, even when it's very patently obvious to us what has happened. Do you understand what I'm saying? So like if you're, if you're not fighting for your life, you know what I mean? Like you're not, you know, you're, you're, not, you're not defending yourself or something like that. It's not right to, to torture people. It's not right to beat people up or to do this stuff. And this is part and parcel of this whole controversy because police brutality is not right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, like beating someone up to a pulp to the point where they die I think very well could be compared to lynching. So you might you might argue that George Lloyd was lynched. You might argue that. I could see why someone would say that he wasn't, but you might argue that, and I would really have no beef with you. But the thing is, you, you can't just get vengeance and lynch someone in return for lynching. So here's a, a clip from a movie. Uh, this is a, a great clip because this is, this is the perfect you know avatar for the kind of chaos and stuff like that that I'm talking about. This is uh, from the movie... Batman, you kills for money. Don't talk like one of them. You're not. Even if you'd like to be. To them, you're just a freak. Like me. They need you right now. But when they don't, they'll cast you out. Like a leper. You see, their morals, their code. It's a bad joke. You've dropped at the first sign of trouble. They're only as good as the world allows them to be. I'll show you. When the chips are down, these, uh, these civilized people, they'll eat each other. 
See, I'm not a monster. I'm just ahead of the curve. So you see, so you see what happens here. The Joker again. He's chaos personified. This is the mob right here. And he's just mayhem, and he just thinks nobody really has morals because he thinks everybody's just like him, right? And it, 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 you know, it certainly looks in this scene like that's what's going to happen. Like Batman starts to, you know, he starts to attack him against morality, against ethics. And so it looks like Joker's right. And then at the end of this movie, if you've never seen it, what happens is Joker gives, uh, he has two boats and he puts a bomb on each boat and he gives the trigger to the bomb to the opposite boat. And he says, look, if you don't blow the other boat up, I'm going to blow both of you up at a certain time. And so the idea is he's going to make the people kill the other people. And that's his whole game because he thinks everybody's just like him. He thinks everybody's just like him. He thinks people will eat each other. And then you see in the movie, this is very intentionally done. There's a white like lawyer who wants to press the button to destroy the other boat. And it looks like he's going to do it. And then a black, then it's, I think it's Debo. <laughs> Debo gets up. He's like a criminal, an ex-con. And he says, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to do what needs to be done. And you think he's going to pull the, push the trigger to kill the other boat to save his own life. But he doesn't. He takes the trigger and he chucks it in the water. Essentially dooming them, at least as far as they know. And so that black man, Debo, <laughs> I think it was Debo. Debo maintained his integrity. Debo maintained his integrity. He said, I'm not going to kill people just to save my own skin. See, he was loving his neighbor, right? He was loving his neighbor. And then at the end of the movie, Batman, you know, he does the, he does the right thing as well. He doesn't, he doesn't become the Joker like the Joker predicted and all of that. And we cheer that kind of stuff. We cheer in the movies when the, when the hero says to the villain, I'm not like you. I'm not like you. And they hold their integrity to make the villain face justice because we know intuitively that vigilante justice, lying about people, joining the mob in injustice, joining the many to do wrong is wrong. Even if it seems so clear to us that, man, Derek Chauvin killed this guy, it seems pretty clear to me, right? It seems pretty clear to me. But what I should be calling for is for him to face a trial. We can't condemn a man without a trial. And it can't just be a trial. It has to be a trial that has some semblance of fairness to it. Some semblance of impartiality to it. And how can we do that when everyone and their mother, including Christians have decided not only did Derek Chauvin murder this guy without knowing anything about the autopsy, without knowing anything about the actual cause of death, without knowing anything about the situation really. And on top of that, not only did he murder him, but he also did it because George Floyd was black. You see, Derek Chauvin is also a racist white supremacist, which is where the lynching comes in. Because in this culture, 
if you are called a racist white supremacist, doesn't matter if you are one, it doesn't matter if you've ever done anything racist in your life, if you if it becomes known that you are a racist white supremacist, your life is essentially forfeit. I mean, try 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 getting a try getting a high profile job when you're tarred and feathered as a racist white supremacist try uh try getting uh any kind of respect at all i mean you can, sometimes you can't even post on social media if you're a racist white supremacist you see you see i don't blame i i, I do blame them but i don't I don't expect anything from pagans, right? You know, pagans will lie about people. Pagans have no problem lynching people, as long as it's the right person, right? But I can't believe that so many Christians have decided to join in with the many to do evils. You see, so many Christians are not loving Derek Chauvin. I find it difficult to have any sympathy for Derek Chauvin. I think he should face... Uh, serious charges, and if convicted, he should pay the due penalty for those charges. You understand what I'm saying? So I, I don't have any sympathy for him. Well, I do actually, because he's been he's been lynched. There's no way he can get a fair trial at this point because everyone and their mother, including Christians that you wouldn't expect, have decided that he was not only a murderer, but the worst kind of murderer, a racist murderer without any evidence. You see, he's, his, his character has been lynched. Derek Chauvin has been ritualistically lynched by a new religion. This is what they do. This is what they do. There, there, there's no way, it doesn't matter what the facts are, there's no way that this man will ever get a fair shake. Because when people see his face, they're going to see the face of an evil, bigoted racist because everyone, including many Christians, have tarred and feathered him in that way. His reputation, doesn't matter what the facts are, there's no recovering it. And you might say, well, he deserves it. You see, that's the point. You've decided that he was guilty and now you're going to find evidence for his, his his being guilty, you know, by 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 picking and choosing what you what you cite. So if he if he beat up you know five black guys but ten white guys, and that those are the complaints against him, you're going to point to the five and say, see, he's a racist against all evidence. And you see, Christians cannot do this. We have to maintain our integrity. We have to resist the urge to join in the mob in condemning a man before he's had a fair trial. Our law does not allow it. Our law does not allow it. I've been thinking so much lately about Nicodemus because Nicodemus was a Pharisee and he knew that Jesus was, you know, was an innocent man and he confronted the rest of his Pharisee buddies because his Pharisee buddies were planning on how to kill him, you know, how to arrest him and kill him. And Nicodemus was like, you know, our law doesn't allow us to condemn a man before he's had a trial so we can see what he's done. This is, this is God's law. It doesn't allow us to lynch someone 
right? That's that's what Nicodemus was saying. We can't lynch someone. We have to find out what's what before we condemn a man. And then if he's guilty, we can condemn him. And the mob, in this case it was the Pharisees, said, oh, so you must be one of them. And that's the same thing we hear today because people are going to hear what I'm saying here. And it doesn't matter how many times I say I have no sympathy for Derek Chauvin. It doesn't matter how many times I say it. They're going to hear me say, well, we should not lynch Derek Chauvin's reputation by lying about him and saying things about him that we don't know are true. Even if it certainly seems true, we don't know it's true. We can't say it. People are going to hear that and say, oh, AD must be one of those white supremacists. It's the same response. There's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. Later on, Jesus, you know, during his trial, Pontius Pilate realized he was innocent. Right? Pontius Pilate said, this guy hasn't done anything worthy of death. And what happened? Well, what happened was because of politics and because of, of optics, because of a desire to please a lynch mob, he had him condemned anyway. He knew he was innocent and had him condemned, condemned anyway. And you might say, well, A.D., how could you compare our Lord to Derek Chauvin? And the reason I can do that is not because I think Derek Chauvin was innocent, because our Lord was clearly innocent. And I don't think Derek Chauvin is innocent. In fact, hardly anybody does. But the reason why I can make the comparison is because despite how many of you are treating him, Derek Chauvin is made in the image of God. Derek Chauvin, like George Floyd, was made in the image of God. And God's law forces us to love our neighbors, to love our, our, our family, <laughs> to love ourselves, and to love our enemies. And the standard of love is the same for everybody. There is no partiality with God. Whether or not you have a uniform on has nothing to do with what steps you take when you're going to condemn a man. There's no different standard. Christians are called to a very high standard. We're supposed to love our enemies. That is difficult, but is required. And so if you've gone on social media, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you right now. If you've gone on social media seeking to condemn someone, seeking to lynch this officer. To lynch his reputation before his trial you need to understand the evil that you've done you've joined an angry mob you've joined the many to do evil if you've said things about Derek Chauvin that you don't know are true I would urge you to get online right now and to take it back and to apologize and to repent of your sin because I've, I've said many times on, on, on YouTube, man, that, that video looked awful. It looks like Derek Chauvin killed this guy. That's nothing wrong with that. That's what the video looked like. But if you said he murdered this man because he was black, 
This is an example of the racism that still exists in our country. If you've said that, you need to understand that you've joined the lynch mob, you've joined the many to do evil, and you are not loving Derek Chauvin the way a Christian is forced to love Derek Chauvin. This is not an optional thing. This is a command of God. You are held to a high standard, Christian. And so I would recommend repenting of that. It does not mean you have to have sympathy for Chauvin. It does not mean that you have to think he didn't murder that or didn't kill that guy. What it does mean, though, is that you're recognizing that God has set a standard for how we j- deal with this kind of a crime. And it's a high standard and it's an important standard. And every person is made in the image of God and we must treat with love every person. I'm not asking you to have butterflies in your tummy towards Derek Chauvin. I do not. I'm not asking you to treat him with kid gloves or treat him differently because he's a cop and give him some leniency or any of that because all of that is wicked. What I am asking you to do is to treat him the way you would treat any image bearer of God according to God's standard of justice. Don't join this new religion in their ritualistic lynching of Derek Chauvin. And don't you think for a second that it's going to stop here. Because the lynch mob will never be satisfied. The pagan demon gods of social justice will never have enough blood. You will find yourself in this mob forever. You will find yourself and, and this God can't be pleased and you will have to do more and more and compromise yourself more and more and more until you find out one day that you're cut off from Christ. Don't compromise yourself. You don't have to like Derek Chauvin. I don't. You don't have to have feelings towards him. I don't. But you do have to love him. It's required. I promise I'm going to get back to my normal self. Um, this is a serious week for me. You know what I mean? I, I, it's a serious week. I'm going to get back to my cheerful self and my, my jolly self very soon. Um, and I just hope that you found this helpful. I, 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 I want to make sure I'm understood. I know that there's nothing I can do that people that are committed to misunderstanding me to make them understand me. I know there's nothing I can do, but I, I urge you to consider how to love Derek Chauvin. Anyway, I hope you found this video and podcast helpful. God bless. Don't forget to tune in next week on Thursday for AD on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network.